Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. Brad and Ray are here after a, uh, would you call that an exciting win last night, Ray? Because I, I, I have to be honest, seven seconds to go, they call a penalty. We needed to eat in our house, and I do most of the cooking, so I'm like, that's just the referees sticking it to us, right? It's just a twist in the knife in the back. So I turned the game off and went to make dinner. And yeah, then I get a text I, from Ray that goes, Aho hat trick. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Until I saw the replay. So <laughs> that's how my night went. I did, I did, I did get the new radio put in the car. Oh, good. Which I thought was a good sign. And apparently it was. I just, I was 24 seconds short. I, you know what, Brad? That game yesterday was so confusing. Normally, I would be, you know, elated about the goal with 0.3 seconds left and then Aho just piloting. TDA and scoring the game winner for the hat trick, no less. Yeah, again, but he's, but he's not a superstar, right? Um, anybody can make that move, Ray. But I was, yeah, exactly. I was so, I was so frustrated with so many aspects of it. Like, and and Rod after the game says, "Yeah, we kind of stopped doing what." we were doing at the in the first period which got them a two nothing lead they stopped doing what they were doing to get the lead from the second middle of the second period i'd say on for the rest of the game until the final 10 seconds and don't even get me started on the rest look i don't normally uh, i don't should we save that for when we get into the details of the game? I just, like I said, I was very yeah, confused probably. about Let's, how I should feel. I'm, we'll save that for later. I agree. And well, I mean, let's, let's jump into it. Right. Cause we were going to talk schedule for, but and we, games in general, since we last recorded, but it's Philadelphia. You go up to nothing, which is what you should do against Philadelphia. They're the yes. 27th team in the league in, in standings. And then you just, I, I don't know. And, you know, people can, you can, there are people who keep saying it's just puck luck and they just got to keep working. And there's people who are like, no, we're missing this or we're, you know, this is happening. And there are people who are, you know, rose colored glasses. Forwards got to score at some, at, at some point your forwards have to score. And thank goodness when I saw the replay, you know, on the sport, I, I always try and watch the sports net replays. I like those better than the official NHL ones. And, Aho gets the puck, and it's it was like the Calgary game from the other year. It's like Aho just decided to win the game. You can just see like he's like, I'm ready to go home, and he it's the same move against TA, yeah, as when TA was with the Rangers, and he just, I mean, just completely undressed him. And and the best part about it is, over the last you know up until the trade deadline in particular, you had a subset of fans going, we need to bring TA back. Um, and, and you're like, why? Like he's terrible defensively and maybe he helps the power play, but that's it. You can't trust him. Oh no, he's better than Burns defensively. TA is the answer. Yeah. Aho showed you exactly why TA is not the answer. Cause watch Burns in that situation and watch TA. TA got beat by the same move. Like 
Yeah, it was funny. I'm, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. There is a, not in any aspect is Ta better than Bernsey. He just isn't. He he just isn't. That I I don't know. And, and I, 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 there's just no way he's better than Bernsey. Bernsey has been outstanding, and he's fast enough to make up for his own mistakes. And you he's learning. I mean? like, that's the big yeah. thing. He's getting better every week. Yeah, every week he's getting better. And, and on the Marty Natchez goal to tie the thing, he gets the assist, which makes him yeah. franchise record for points in a season by defenseman. Congrats, Bernsey. That's I didn't realize he was that high. I should have. He's like fourth on the team in scoring. I, I should have realized it was that high, but he's been phenomenal for the Hurricanes. What a pickup for it for yeah, nothing. Amazing. And he keeps going. Let's t- let's talk about the game. Look, I don't normally like to crack on the officials because I think it's a weak excuse in most cases. But I looked at the penalties called against the Hurricanes, and there were four until the final sense seven seconds. They did not call a penalty against Philly until the final seven seconds of the game when it was literally meaningless. Well, sorry, when it was meaningless, it, <laughs> it wasn't seemed, literally. It seemed it, literally it, meaningless. Yes, thank you. Thank you for correcting me because it actually did make a difference. But the problem was Freddie Anderson was run. Okay. Oh, I know when, when I texted you about it, I was, I was livid. He skated right through Freddie. Where is the protection of the goaltenders? Nothing. Okay. Then we get Pugliarvi in the corner, not only getting boarded, cross-checked in the in the numbers, but an extra punch to the face just for fun, right? Nothing. No roughing, no boarding, no cross-checking, no anything. Um, Jarvis trying to break in on the wing, completely and utterly hogtied. And that's mm-hmm. like grabbed and wrestled to the ground like he was steer, like the guy was steer wrestling or something. Nothing, nothing. And mm-hmm. the whole time I'm saying to myself, like, you know what? At some point, at some point, you've got to say there's something going on. Like I, I made the tweet and joke that clearly one or both of the officials in the game owed someone money in Philadelphia to just ignore those calls completely. And then to call Mm -hmm. the one with seven seconds left, if they didn't call all those other ones, I can understand the Philly fans being pardon my language. I'll have to keep that. Yeah. I can understand the Philly fans being upset because they didn't call anything all game and they chose to pick that one. That that's why I decided that was the right time to cook dinner because I was like, you're not going to call any of those other things. You're going to call this with seven seconds to go in the game, which in 90, not even nine out of hundred, 999 out of a thousand instances will have no bearing on the game. Yeah. None. And, and that's right. the one you're going to call. But here's, here's my question. I don't like to blame the officials for last. I always say, put yourself in a position where the officiating doesn't matter. Yeah. But the officiating has just gotten so bad. And, and it's not like 
it's it's not hurricane specific. So I, I don't want to say this. It's not conspiracy theory. It's not what does the league have against the Canes? Although there's certainly documentary evidence that would support that other puck possession teams don't take the penalties we take. We're yeah. we're the outlier. But every every single game, every single game, there's a couple of just horrific calls. And I, I don't like the NBA. I don't watch the NBA. It's I don't know. It's just I, I don't like a sport, a team sport where one person can make the difference between, you know, making the playoffs and being a champion. But at least my understanding is that their officials are held accountable and have to answer to why did you make that call? Like what what like walk us through the process? Why? Because I, I definitely want to ask last night, like you didn't call the Ron Anderson. You didn't call the stuff. Like you said on pull Yarvi, you know, Seth, like was seven seconds ago. Is that, it felt like to me, like the referee's like, Oh man, it's there's seven seconds to go in the game. We better call or Rod's going to, you know, complain to the league rightfully. So about a yeah. third instance of the hurricanes, knocking into power play, we better call something. Oh, there's something I'll call that. Yeah. And it happened it to work quick. out in the Kings fate. You know what I mean? And yeah, I know the conspiratorial, but, I don't understand how bad it is. Like I, I don't per, know how a professional league has officiating that is consistently so bad. And I, I get it. The, the game is faster. It's heavier, like shots, you know, it, the, everything is sped up. Right. I mean, gosh, I remember, and you remember when there was one referee on the ice. Yeah. And, and that was worse because as soon as that guy heads down the ice, whatever happened behind the play was a free for all. Didn't happen. Yeah. But at some point there has to be a referee in a booth that's just watching the game on a screen who's like, Nope, that's a penalty. You know, that's a penalty. Simplify the rule book, you know, don't call anything ticky tack or let yeah. the booth guy overrule it. Like not like that's, that's a ticky tack. Like we're not, we're not, you know, just drop the puck. We're not dealing with that. There's gotta but be a way. It was, it was brutal. I mean, all in all, you should handle Philadelphia. Um, the good news is the hurricanes are the hurricanes. So, Against Philadelphia, they go up to a 2-0 lead and then, you know, give it away. Um, against Toronto, they did not play a good game. I mean, never, you know. n- never in it. Although you hear a lot of people say, well, I don't know. They had a lot of good chances and stuff. And Samsonov was good. And there's no question Samsonov played well. He made some big saves. But that, that was not a hurricane game there was something there was something off and i don't know what it was but it was frustrating as heck and it at that point after the toronto game we had one win in four games and shut out twice you know what i mean like there was like i i don't want to say panic button but there were issues and the boys will have to fight through it. And this is the gauntlet that we were talking about. Murderer's Row, Murderer's Row, March, I guess. Because we've got unbelievable tests coming. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. We've got, uh, we get to, you know, reunite the fire that's between uh, you know, the rags and us, and you're going to throw Toronto in on a hockey night in Canada, Saturday night, which is great. And then, Oh, just for good measure, we'll throw Boston in as well. Which at, is gonna fi- be at five on success. Sunday. So less than 24 hours after the Leafs game. Yeah. Like, right? wow. And it's if you look at tough. the month, I mean, we're talking, we're looking forward March 1st, 
you lose to Vegas, a playoff team. Yeah. Then you you beat Arizona, who's not. Then you luckily beat Tampa Bay, who is a playoff team. Yeah. You beat the Habs, who are not, in a shootout. You beat Philly, who's not. You lose to Vegas, who is. You lose to New Jersey, who is. You lose to Winnipeg, who... Nope, we uh, beat Nope, is they... But they are... We're there in Walcart, too. So, okay, I guess that technically counts as yep. beating a playoff team. You yep. lose to Toronto. You beat Philly. So... Out of you know, ten games, you have two wins against playoff teams, and you have four wins. You have four wins against non-playoff teams. So right. So it doesn't look bad until you start looking at the level of competition. And then, like you said, I mean, you got Rangers back to back, right? Twenty first, twenty third. Is there any chance we don't have somebody come out of one of those games with an injury? I mean, I'm just being honest about I mean, Truba, Truba and his skating, play, play yeah. style and and you know are, are they going to try and you know like okay Sveshikov is out what can we do before the playoffs to make sure that the Hurricanes aren't I mean you know it, I don't think that's conspiratorial I think that's the way that Truba plays the game is who can I take out to make our life easier I mean, it's yeah just he's, a, he, he's a he's a predatory hitter he looks for he looks for the I'm going to cause some serious pain. It's right. not even taking a guy out of the play. He just wants to hurt someone. That's kind of how he's wired. And, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be. We know, we know the league's not going to do anything about it. So I, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, it's open season. I hope the Canes are keep their heads up. Don't skate with your head down. Yeah, not not ever. You're you know not going mean? to get the call. It, it's going to be it's going to be. It's going to be tough going for sure. Um, I tried. I gave some thought to the situation that the Hurricanes find themselves in and wrote an article. Uh, it was after the Svechnikov injury, and I wanted to kind of go back to it. And even and, and I'll ask a question out of it. Okay. So the article that I wrote essentially was a statement that, yes, this is terrible. Yes, we need Svechnikov. However, the Hurricanes have been in this situation before. And oddly enough, it was the situation we were in in 2005 and 2006 when a power forward for our squad was taken out by an injury and was lost for the rest of the season minus the very last two games which i mean it was great to have cole back but he didn't he wasn't a major factor in those last two games he had to be careful neck injury he was in him being back in the lineup was emotional more than it was physical i'll say that he didn't play weekly but he wasn't eric cole either Mm -hmm. and that i mean that injury shortened his career frankly as far as i'm concerned but the team managed to win it all and there are a lot of things that were unique that relate from back then to now for instance uh 
a rookie goaltender was called upon in the playoffs in 2005, 2006, and actually helped win it all. We have a rookie goaltender who may, may be called upon if the injury situation continues on. So there's a, you know, a little similarity there. Of course, the power forward injury between Cole and Svechnikov, that's the same. But the really big thing that was the same was Rod Brindamore was the captain of the team. And he kind of set the tone in 2005, 2016, all on his own. I mean, he had help because there were other leaders on the team. Guys like Wait, guys like Recky that were brought in, the hardened, seasoned veterans that you need. But it was Rod that was huge in all of that final in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And who do we have as our coach with the same culture, with the same everything that we need? So maybe, and it's Pollyanna of me to think, you know, we can still win this all. It is a stretch, but the pieces are in place. And I'm not ready to throw in the towel on the season yet. But there are a lot of people that have changed their expectations for this team now that we are without patches, now that we are without Svechnikov. And I'll ask you, and what do you think? Have your expectations changed for this team? Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't lose somebody like Svechnikov who is integral to making the offense go. You don't have a lot of guys who are big hitters and physical guys. Svechnikov is one of those guys who who is. You, I mean, you have guys who will mix it up. You know, Jarvis will some. Martin Nook certainly can. Jordan Stahl, when he decides to put a body on somebody, will do so. But Svech is a special talent. And even when he's not producing goals, he's getting assists. And he's putting himself in position. And guys, you know, even if it's just the def- defense has to go – Svechnikov's on the ice. We have to make sure he doesn't get the puck. He's making space. So that's one. Losing patches is less important only because they did so well without him throughout the year. But mm-hmm. that was your deadline deal, right? That was the finisher that we needed to put us over the top. And he's out. And so now you have a four, you know, People keep praising the defense for the amount of points they're putting in, the amount of goals they're scoring, which is fantastic. But we're winning games because the defense is scoring and not that the offense is scoring. In the last six weeks, you know, Ajo has eight goals, three of which came last night, which means in the previous six weeks, he had five goals. You know, Kokinami's been doing pretty well. You know, he's got seven. Natchez has six. Jarvis and Teravine have five. Brady has five. You know, Svech had only four. But he had 10 assists on that, you know? So yeah. before the season, uh, and I said, assuming everybody gets to the playoffs healthy, which would have included patches, an Eastern Conference Finals bid was a bare minimum for me. You, you were better than anybody else in the East. Boston came out of nowhere, but I still think in a seven-game series, you beat Boston with everybody healthy. Mm-hmm. But without those two guys... 
if the forwards start scoring again, you can win a couple of rounds. Maybe you can get to an Eastern Conference final. You, you get, you know, you, you catch lightning in the bottle. But my expectation is no longer that they reach the Eastern Conference finals. And and it will it be a disappointing season generally? Yeah, but that's injuries. That's nothing the team can do about somebody getting hurt. Right. But depending on who they play in the first round, I mean, you know, right now, if they face off against, you know, the Islanders or Pittsburgh, they should win the first round series and yeah, get to the Pitt, second. Uh, yeah, we're right. We're if it ended today, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, if it, no, if it ended right this, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. Um, which would be ph- phenomenal, right? I mean, yep. that's that would be great because um, I'm sorry, I, I meant to say Pittsburgh and Florida. You should beat either of those teams. Yeah. Second round, flip a coin, you know. But but getting to the second round, I would say at this point should be the expectation that they should be able to get the second round. If they were to slide and it's Carolina in the Rangers in the first round, you're you're a better team than they are. But are you a better team that you know without Andrei Sveshnikov in the lineup? I don't know, and yeah. I, I I wouldn't write them off. But if they have to go against the Rangers in the first round, my expectation is probably going to be hope for the best. You know, I'm not going to expect them to beat the Rangers because the Rangers have a lot of firepower and they're going to play. You know, they're going to play dirty hockey. I mean, that's what they do. That's who they are. Yeah. And and the, like I said, I'm very serious. In the next two games, are we going to lose anybody else in injury? If Chatfield goes down again, we saw the D, you know that third line pair of Goss's um, Ghost Spare and and Dahan. It's it's just not the same. I mean, Chatfield I think is more important to that defensive third pairing than you know anybody else. I think that kid has been solid. Yeah. So my expectations have definitely changed. I think if they can get to the second round and have a good showing, it's a successful season given the personnel who were on the ice. But if they have to play the rags in the first round, you know, putting up a good fight, is that enough? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, you know, it, it's, if we lost somebody who wasn't as important as Fetch, even a score, right? I mean, yeah. Marty Natchez has more points than Sveshnikov on the air. But if you ask me between the two of those guys, hey, who would you rather lose? <laughs> I, you know, I hate to say it. I'd tell you Marty Natchez. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, Svech plays a heavy game. And right. He and he, he's the only one. Space. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, I, like uh, what I'll say as far as my expectations, expectations and hopes. My expectation, I like, I was going, my thought was this season is a failure if we don't make it to the cup final. We don't have to win it all, but Mm -hmm. we got to be in the cup final. If we don't, it's a failure. I mean, it just is. Now, the only way I call it a failure is if we're bounced in the first round because of the injuries and because of what we lost. However, I still believe this team can go all the way through. As per my article, the pieces mm-hmm. are there. They can get it done. And look, and anyone will tell in here, Brad Marchand, probably the most intelligent thing he's ever said. 
where you finish in this in the standings really is meaningless because if all you have to do is make the playoffs and then anything can happen and we've seen it and we've seen it and so we've got a lot of we've got the the culture and the attitude that we need uh and it's a winning culture a winning attitude that has faced a lot of difficulties and powered through and done well so you know i believe that they can get through that is it's infinitely harder you know what i mean like it's inf- right. it's just infinitely harder right. but right it's there and it can be done and they, and the way it can be done brad is because of guys like bernsey mm-hmm. how about how about bernsey phenomenal the, the stall line's been off the last month or so i mean just it's the eye test i haven't looked up the stats but they you know they they haven't been as dominant as they were if those guys get back if you can get some power play you know movement and clicking a little bit which is hard without a first if, if they play the rangers a first round exit would not surprise me right but they also they can beat the rangers it's just you know i would expect them to beat the penguins or florida by the same token if they make it to a stanley cup finals also wouldn't surprise me yeah because it, it's all dependent on are the forwards going to score and you said it it's we saw it in 2006 like they weren't expected to do anything right you just yeah. get your foot in the door and you don't know because every team has the same potential complications you play the rangers and one of their top guys or two of their top guys go down it's a different game I mean, it, it's it it's is. a war of attrition who can send the most healthy bodies on the ice to, to do, you know, to do the most, get the most out of those guys that they can. And there's, that works, that works in your favor as often as it doesn't. Well, you know, and, knock and, on wood, and, maybe the hurricanes, maybe, you know, bad karma is done with the hurricanes for the year between uh, Andre Kasha, Mac Pacioretty and, and Feshikov. Right? You know, maybe, maybe karma is going to say, Hey, you, you guys deserve a break, you know? And if we're being, if we're being blunt honest really it's the scoring from the defense that has carried us Mm -hmm. Uh, it it just it just has and i think we're the the highest scoring defense in the league i believe number one or number two i mean carlson seems to score three four points every dang night for san jose it's unbelievable but um we're getting contributions from everywhere. Shea has been on fire. Uh, mm-hmm. Bernsey, and I, again, like he has he tied or is he now the? Has he scored the most points of any defenseman for the franchise? Most points, according to the Canes uh, socials, fifty-two points this year. Shea has thirty-two. Is fifteen goals. You know, I mean, it's he, phenomenal. He, Brett Pesci. He, Pesci has 22 assists. He has 26 points on the year. Jacob Slavin has 22 points on the year. Jalen Chatfield's had 12. Calvin Hahn snuck in there with 12. You know, uh, the ghost is, he's got five for us, you know, so. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's making contributions, so they're going to have to, I mean, they're going to have to carry the load. I mean, we said in the playoffs, you need secondary scoring. 
usually when I'm referring to secondary scoring, I'm not referring to my defense, <laughs> but it's got to come from them. Everyone's going to have to pull on that rope. And if we have to rely on the D scoring the points, then so be it. See, see yeah, normally you would say we need secondary scoring. The Hurricanes have secondary scoring just coming out the wazoo. No we need primary, primary scoring. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we get, you know, I mean, the hat tricks, the table hat trick, the Ajo hat tricks, the special card, those are great. But yep. can we spread those out? A little yeah, bit, a little please. more consistency. Can we get? Yeah. Can we spread that out over three games? Because that one goal over three games probably wins us an extra game in a series. Exactly, so. no question. And it's going to be interesting. Congrats to to Burnsy. And speaking about those uh, hat tricks, uh, Aho or Francis 2.0, as I like to nickname him, was probably well. Well, it's definitely the brightest aspect of the Philly game but man oh man that overtime beauty where as as you've put it there's just times where you see when he's got the puck and he's starting in his end and he's winding up those legs there and if you got the camera in close on his face it's determination he is going to the net and he's going to score. And that's all. There's nothing you can do about it. He, he walked D'Angelo like a dog. Oh my God. He put him on the leash and just pulled him out of the way. Just totally pylon him. If, if I, you ever want to see a naked hockey player, watch the video oh. because Tony D'Angelo gets undressed, but naked. It was that Aho was just, oh my gosh. <laughs> and the shot, could you like bar down or what? Like it was, no, you no. couldn't, how he was able to get that off in that one fluid motion. And they went from being, and here's the thing. They went from being a surefire loss to a team they should never lose to this season and in 28.3 seconds of playing time they not only tied but won i can you imagine the philly fans you've had a long season there's not a lot to be happy about no you go down 2-0 in the first you come back you're ahead the penalty was seven seconds. You boo the ref, but you, in your heart, you just know it's oh, not going to matter. And Marty Nate just gets it from Burnsy. I mean, it, they were both, he and Aho were right in front of the net. I mean, either of them were like just right there. Yep. And they bury it. And you got to know in your heart, you're not winning that game. Right yeah. then. Right. That's where the dagger was right there. You went, oh, this wow. is that's, that's it. And if you rewind from that about four seconds and see the uh, save that Sandstrom made on Gostaspare, which a bullet. What a heater. And he swung over and made that save. I was like, oh, well, if you're going to score, that's the only chance he got, right? And then two and a half seconds later, the puck's in the net and you're like, what what just happened? This is this is unbelievable That's, to me. I, 
I wish I had recorded in my face when I saw your message because I was like I said I'm cooking, <laughs> so I wouldn't really pay attention. I'm like, oh, Ray texted me, like, uh, you know, Ray's probably, you know, furious, know, furious about something. Like, I don't blame him. Yeah. And, and it just, I think it just said fishy hat trick, and I'm like, what's he talking about? Like, <laughs> like, I I turned it off like with seven seconds to go, and I walked downstairs and like. No, I, they didn't score because, yeah, you know, wasn't the face off in the neutral zone? I, you know, because I, I, like I said, I was, just, I was like, oh, it's dinner time. I go, unbelievable. You can't quit on this team because they're not quitting on themselves. No, that's right? exactly it. But, but the mental aspect of it is going to play a big portion going forward because you lose fetch. I'm sure everybody's down. Like, hey, that could be our chance. But it's Rod Brindamore's team, which means that can't be allowed to fester. Yeah. Get that for a few games. Get it out of your system. Squish it. The good news is, of after the gauntlet, after this 10-day gauntlet that they're going to run through, April's not terrible. I'm not no. saying it's easy. I don't want to, you know, it's the NHL. It's never easy. Look, but at least for April. Again. Yeah. Right, you, got, you got the Habs, the Isles, which, you know. There yeah. is a playoff They're team. Still fighting. You got yeah. Ottawa twice, who's trying to get in the wild card spot. You got Nashville, Detroit, Florida, and Buffalo. So you've got teams that are on the edges. Buffalo and Ottawa certainly well, are fighting for, for playoff spots. Detroit, forget, I don't think, has a chance. But I'd say forget about Buffalo after today. They were down seven nothing in the third to Boston. They? Like they, I think that game is long. Die, like that game was done oh, after oof. the first minute. I'm not, I'm not sure what the final score was, but I seven saw nothing. that it was seven nothing. Yeah, it's and, seven no final. And I, they I, scored in the first minute of the first period. Like Buffalo is just Jekyll and Hyde. Right. There's just so hope, hopefully we get Hyde. hopefully we get what Jekyll. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. As much as I hate to say it, like uh. I've been a big Tampa Bay Lightning fan this week. Uh, they took care of the Devils getting two points the other night. They're playing them tonight. If if Tampa Bay could do us a solid and hold off the Devils again, you know, that's a well, big deal. And think about that. This is And this is where the time came in. It was an interesting uh, – Big Mike shared this on Facebook, and it was, it was perfect because – with a minute left in the third period in the Canes uh, Philly game, it was two nothing for the Devils over the Lightning. So we were in a spot where, in one minute, if nothing changes, we're going to be not in first place in the Metro anymore. And instead, we extended our lead. Yeah, in one minute's play, because while we were scoring you know, 30 seconds apart, 0.3 left in the, in the game. And then 28 seconds into while we were doing that, the lightning somehow put three goals up and took the lead and totally reversed it. Uh, you want to know what NHL is like? That's how quickly things can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only bad news for us is New Jersey has an easier schedule than ours. They do. Uh, they have the wild, but then they have Buffalo, Ottawa, Isles, Rangers. So, you know, those are some moderate games. Yeah. Then they have the Blackhawks, uh, the Blue Jackets, the Capitals who are out of it, and Buffalo who's likely out of it. Oof. So, 
in that last month, they of their seven games, only three of them are, you know, Winnipeg, Pitt, and Boston are things that they might have to sweat. So it it's gonna be, I think the Metro, I think whoever wins the Metro, I don't know, I don't think we're gonna know until the last day or two. I think it's gonna yeah. be that tight. Unless I, I can't see the devils falling off a off a cliff at all. I just right. Nor like, nor do I think the Canes are going to. That's the remarkable. Yeah, it's remarkable dog part. fight. Dog fight for the rest of the way. It's going to be tough. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough sledding. But um, you know, I think I think they can come through. I think they can come through. And like I said, when we go back to that expectations, we got to win the first round. Even with the injuries, we got to win the first round. After that. We'll just cheer yeah. our arses off and like we always <laughs> have and hope for the best. Honestly, that's really what, and, and rely on what we know, which is Rod's got a good culture base and everyone's digging it. You know what I mean? Like everyone, mm-hmm. everyone has bought into the system and you don't have that on a lot of teams. Not every team has a 100% buy-in from the players. Some guys like to take the night off. And I mean, I just, I haven't some, seen some guys show up two minutes late for a team meeting. Oh yeah. That's not, that's not good. That's not good. Could you believe let's talk uh, one more thing about the, I was stunned at the lines that uh, Rod put out the, for the old Rod, Rod Blendamore. Blendamore, holy cow! Just, he even just, messed with the third line. I, the only I line think, he didn't mess with was was the fourth line. I, I think he drew straws, or as the guys came in the locker room, you know, like the way teachers used to in school. One, oh, yeah. two, three. One, two, three. They just go down the row. Like I think, and and that's what he that did. That might have been it. It works. Yeah, it, I mean, it, if it, it works, it's hard to complain, right? It's it weird, got but the, it it got the win, but it was hard to like. Who was okay? So it was KK, Jarvis, and Faust, and I was looking for the combination there for for it to work, and I couldn't, I couldn't see it. And then the fact that uh, Turbo was with Pulyarvi and Stahl, I was thinking to myself, Pulyarvi's a big boy and he can move things around or whatever, but. And then, of course, there's the negative that everyone says uh, with Martinuk going to the top line. No one wants Marty on the first line. But uh, as I heard one <laughs> one of the announcers put, it labeled him as something that I had never heard previously. And maybe it's been said a number of times that I just hadn't clued in. He was They called him a, a puck retriever. And... That's exactly what he is. Yeah, that's that's you, a good way to put it. You dump the puck in, right? And you uh, suddenly it's Martinuk who's got the defenders back turned. You know what I mean? He gets them to turn around. Mm-hmm. And he b- gets in there and finds a way to get a piece of the puck and uh that was a, it was a the perfect description of what he does, which is why in a sense it should work on the first line. You know what I mean? If right, he's right. the puck retriever that he, uh, as he was described quite uh, adequately, 
um, he can get that puck out to to Natchez and Aho to do some special things. You know what I mean? Right. It, and it seemed to work out at the start, but it's not one. It's not a line that I personally. I I just love the third line the way mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And I don't mind putting Natchez with uh, with Aho because I think they could find some chemistry there, but. I don't know, I, this is. I think you go for a fin line, right? You put Aho with Teravine and Impuliarvi, and and see what happens. And you know, because clearly Impuliarvi and Aho had chemistry in the worlds. Now that's been a long time, and they had line aid yeah. with them, and that's not recent, right? I, I I remember when they traded for him, and somebody on Kane's Facebook, I said, "Oh, you know, he'll start at the fourth line, and he'll get his chances to move up." And their entire response to me was the word wrong. It's the only thing they said, wrong. And I said, well, what do you think they're going to do? Because, you know, I'm trying not to be rude. Expand. I'm just trying to be friendly. Yeah. And they were like, did you see Worlds? And I, I was a little rude. And I'm like, you mean like, was it 20 to 2016 Worlds? 2016. Seven years ago? Yes. As a matter of fact, I've seen all those highlights. It was seven years ago. Yeah. Like, do you do you really think he's going to put Aho and Puyarvi on the top line from game one? And he didn't immediately, but, but he put him in and he moved him up some within, you know, and it's like, that's what I expected. Like, but you're not going to just throw him in there and be like, oh, they had connections seven years ago. It's like they've played in two different systems for seven years. Like they do still work out apparently in the summer together, but and all minds change, minds change, right. knowledge it's, of the game changes. The, well, Yarvi had to spend seven years in Edmonton, four of which he practically was begging to leave. He started saying in 2019 he wanted yeah. out. Like that's that's makes a difference for a guy. So, but I at this point it's like why not? Like give us a thin line, or if not Tavo, put Kokaniemi up there. As I mean, you know he's he's playing center for us, but if you yep. want to mix it up, he's got the big body. He certainly can put points on net he's developing into a second you know a number two center but if turbo doesn't have a going why not have a fit line just give it a shot see you the know only good, the only good news last night was with the fins out there power plays 100 percent. yeah true <laughs> enough right you know the cat <laughs> you know that's an interesting suggestion kk aho and puyarvi because KK has been playing great in, and it's a heavy game. Pugliarvi plays uh-huh. a heavy game, but he's slower. And that could really. If cause KK some can get on a four check, which gives Pugliarvi a chance to get in there and muck it up. Yeah. Then you have Aho and, you know, Bernsey Slavin or Pesci Shea out front. Circling. Circling, wait, just looking for a puck, right? I, yeah. I wouldn't hate that at all. And and honestly, after games like last night with Rod Blindamore, is there any line combination I could give you that wouldn't be any less realistic than what he threw out there? What he threw out last night was I mean, like, honestly, I mean if, if I said field. you if I said you do you do Pulyarvi, Aho, and Burnsy on the first line. <laughs> you know what? Burns played forward before he was starting he out did. as a forward. Like, you know what? Maybe that's not such a bad idea. I just, yeah. If the forwards aren't scoring, th- th- obviously you don't have a defenseman to replace Burnsy, but if it got right down to it, 
I'd put Burns out there in a forward line and and draw in, you know, that would be up, surprising. Move Chatfield up with with Slavin, who we played with excellent. Yeah, have Gossis Baron to Han, and you just give them very limited time as best you can. That's, yeah, it's. Is it out there a little bit? Sure. Is it the worst idea in the world? It's not. If it works, and that's no. what that's what you know. I, I like calling him Rod Blendamore. That's kind of fun. That's uh, it's. That's. I don't know if I've seen that anywhere yet. I have to. I don't want to take credit for it in case like it got into my brain by some other means. Uh, uh, but if it, yeah. uh, but if unless somebody calls me on it, I'm going to assume I made that up. Uh, but yeah, it's. Man, oh man. It's that time of year. You got injuries. You got to change things. You got to shake things up. I think last night probably was to make the guys uncomfortable, right? Part of getting the yeah. guys uncomfortable is getting their heads off of things like we've lost Veshikov, we've lost Pacioretty. You know, we're in a tight battle in New Jersey. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of the old drill instructor thing, right? They can't be mad at each other if they're mad at you. Well, they can't be worried about Sveshikov and, and his problems if they're playing with guys they normally don't play with on a regular line and they're having to really concentrate on what they're doing. Yeah. You know, bring it back to touch and feel and, and get their brains to shut off and, and react. Right. Well, and that's, and again, that's what the regular season is for. I mean, he's got time now he's got 15, 14 games left. I think before, uh, before they're finished up to, See if there's any li- see if there's a line that he would be able to call on in a pinch. You know what I mean? In the playoffs and stuff like that. Find out what works and what doesn't. And I mean, if a thin line doesn't work, then so be it. He's got a couple of ways he can do a thin line. So try them, try them all. Like mix it up, not to the uh adversity of winning the game. You don't want to get ridiculous. But you need to find out. You yeah. need to find out what works. If you have a if you have a game in hand or you're getting blown out, see if it works. Just see what sticks. Exactly. Exactly. So. It's an interesting, it's an interesting week ahead. Three games before we get back on. Uh it's uh the, the Rangers twice and then Toronto once again. Um I hope I don't you- have to see you in that hat. For your own sake. Oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the hat until uh, my Facebook thing. I'm in that hat until the end of till Friday is when it comes off. And then I might have to have it. Friday night's the game on. though, right? No, it Friday, Saturday, Saturday. it's Saturday night. It's hockey night in Canada night. Oh, that's right. So, so I'll be able to take it off for one day in the hopes that uh, I'll be able to see my wife wearing my new Ajo jersey. That's what I'm hoping for. The long standing. The long-standing bet. I sure uh, look pretty angry in that picture. Let me tell you. Um, let's not let's not see that again for the for the rest of the season, yeah. shall we? And that's that's a home game. I think that's that it is, is te- a home game. Technically, sir, that is hockey night in Carolina. It is. It is uh, technically technically speaking, yes, hockey night in Carolina, and it's it's a and it's a night that I'm hoping would be accurately portrayed to see the Kaniacs and jerks losing their minds and cheering hard and showing again, the world, the world in this case being the hockey night in Canada viewers who exactly what is going on in Raleigh and how great it is Mm -hmm. and how good the fans are. That's what I want to start with the tailgate, you know, 
yeah. you know, lead, lead off with a, hey, the fans, you know, it's an eight o'clock start and the fans are here at two in the afternoon. Ready to go. And ready to go. Yeah, indeed. Nice. I, I want to, we need, and what are, what are you, what are you going to, you want to call, make any predictions for the next three games? What's the record going to be coming out of it? Uh, I think they'll go two and one. I don't, I don't know how. Um, I think it might be two really ugly wins and maybe an ugly loss, but I, I feel like they have something to prove. Yeah. Especially against, especially Toronto, right? Toronto spanked them pretty good, 5 2. Yeah. The New York games are always tough, but last year's, you know, round two has got to sit on their minds. You don't know, but I, I just have that gut feeling like this is gut check time and the guys will respond. I think the hardest of the three games might be the first Ranger game. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know why I'm kind of expecting them to come out flat, but I am. It's just, it, it's in MSG. It's, I mean, that's, that's a tough place to win with a team that's, uh, that's fired up and has lots of offense. We've got the D to handle it, I think, but it's going to be tough. It's always, it's always difficult to not have the last line change. You know what I mean? Like that's hundred percent. I mean, let, that's, that's, we rely on that. I mean, yeah, exactly. It lets Rod dictate how the game is going to go. So we need a good puck control and we're going to have to be able to adapt on the road. I'd like to see a win in MSG at the very least to prove to the Rangers, you can be beat at home when it comes to this with their, the Canes are not just strictly home winners, they can win on the road too, and they can win in your barn. So if I'm going to see a two and one record, which is what I think, I want to see a win on Tuesday and I want to see a win on Saturday. I want to see win every damn night, but you know what I'm saying? So I <laughs> yes, think, sir. I think, I think two and one as well. And I'd sure like to see them uh, beat the Rangers in New York. That yeah. would be nice. That'd if you could, if you nice. could split the Rangers and beat Toronto, I would feel pretty good about this week. If yeah. if it ends up if you if you were to get points in all three games, I would take that equally well if that makes sense. If you get a minimum yeah. of three points out of these games, that's almost as good because you can't worry about New Jersey, right? You can only do what you're going to do. Yeah. But if you can get going to overtime for these three games, that's to me still a win having Svechnikov out. So a hundred percent, it is. I like it. Real, there it is. We we've covered it all, man. Um, we missing something? Go Canes. Yes, go Canes. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Caniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions do our best to answer anything hockey related you can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com on twitter we are at stormseller97 and on facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97